Hello and welcome to The Mock Review with Ben and Drew. I'm Ben Garmo. And I'm Drew Evans. We're pleased to be joined today by Devin Holstead. Devin is a member of the AMTA Board of Directors. He's currently a litigation attorney at Novak and Macy. And he's a former competitor at Loyola University, Chicago. Devin was a competitor there from 2007 to 2011. He now coaches uh, at Loyola, Chicago. Uh, Back when he was a competitor, he was a member of three different teams at Loyola that went to NCT, including in 2008, when they finished sixth in their division, 2010, and 2011, when they again finished sixth in their division. And of course, as I'm sure most of you are aware out there, Loyola is slash was slash is the host for the (laughs) 2020 National Championship Tournament. And we really wanted to get a chance to talk with Devin about his history with AMTA, as well as Loyola's role in hosting the NCT. So Devin, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with us. Hey guys, uh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I obviously wish this were under better circumstances as we were gearing up for an April NCT, but uh, I think uh, looking forward to the conversation nonetheless. One of the things we really like to do with each of our guests is to get some backstory, right? To figure out what it was that got you into AMTA in the first place. So we always call it our origin story question. So let's go back to the beginning for you. How did Mock Trial start? And tell us about your tenure as a competitor at Loyola. I love this section of your your guys' podcast, honestly. Um, the fact that you call it an origin story just makes me laugh all the time. <laughs> um, mine is fairly boring, I think, and pretty run-of-the-mill. I came into college. I didn't really plan on being a lawyer. I had planned on being a journalist. And at one of those early freshman mingle events where you meet the student groups and you walk around and you sign up for the things you sound interested in, um, I saw the mock trial table. And at that point, the mock trial team at Loyola was relatively young. It was less than five years old when I joined. And it sounded cool. And so I signed up for a tryout spot. I went and I tried out. And for some reason, Michael Walsh, who was the founder of the program and still the head coach at the program and my mentor and all around one of the best people that you could ever meet on this planet. uh, He thought that I had the skills to be a part of the team. And I have never looked back since. It, it, it truly is one of those things that seems so innocuous at the time, joining a mock trial program in the first month of your freshman year of college, but truly did change my life for the better. Uh, everything that I have today, everything, my, my job, um, how I approach life, I owe to this organization. And I love the friendships that I've made, the people I've met, and That's why I continue to try and serve on the board of directors and as a coach, just to try and give back a little bit to this organization that has given so much to me. So along those lines, that's got to be a really interesting dynamic, right? So you come in as a competitor when, when Mike was obviously, you know, the head coach back then and still is, and you competed presumably with him as your coach and coached with him and now are back to coaching with him. So what's it been like? competing and then coaching at your alma mater and sort of having that dynamic go from being a student to being a coach. It's, it's very fascinating. The, what I equate it to, and this might be a a bad comparison because I'm not a parent. I don't have kids, but I have a lot of friends who are, and they tell me that when they first have kids, they realize for the first time 
how awful they were to their parents as children. <laughs> that is that is honestly how I remember my compete my competitive days at this point is I have said to to Mike Walsh so many times I am so sorry for everything I did as a competitor for making your <laughs> life a living hell. Uh just it, it's just a fascinating experience because I everything I know I learned from from Mike Walsh and he he gave me so much guidance both professionally and as a person that being back now in a coaching role with him far removed from law school and as a so far removed from the program that I knew as a competitor uh it's a lot of fun but it's also very it's it's also very hard because I have to continually remind myself this is not the same program that it was when I was a competitor there are different responsibilities that you have as a coach than you had as a competitor. And so there are all of these competing ideals that you have to keep in mind, but at the very basic you know, nuts and bolts of it, you're all always just trying to do the same thing in that you're trying to do what's best for the program. And we have a mantra in our program that the pack survives. Uh, we stole that. We stole that one from HBO, I think, uh, but it's it's the ideal that this program existed before it will continue to exist after you everything you do in this moment should be done with the ideal in mind that what you're doing is the best for the program and the longevity of the program and that was true when i was a competitor and that's true now especially as a coach and that that mindset is completely credit to Michael Walsh. I mean, this program wouldn't exist without him. This program wouldn't function without him. Uh, the dedication that he's given both to Loyola's program and AMTA as a whole is just, it's incredible. I, I, I don't even know how he sleeps at night, given that he also has you know, a, a non-mock trial job. Uh, he still practices law as well. And he does mock trial and is a professor on top of it. I don't know how the guy functions. He's, he's like a robot. Um, but it's, it's really inspiring to watch. He, he makes me and he makes me want to do better every, every single day. And it is just a pleasure to coach with him and continue to learn from him in a coaching role uh, after being a competitor with him for so many years. Awesome. I, I think that it's it's always kind of cool to hear about the that background between both a competitor and a coach and the relationship that goes into it. And it's awesome to hear how positive that's been for you. Uh, that being said, we are here to talk about nationals, and I want us to to transition towards that. So, can you just start us with you know how you and the rest of Loyola decided uh, that you wanted to pursue uh, being the host of the national championship, and you know why you decided to do something as horrible sounding as that? <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is it, it, it's been it's been an experience. I'll tell you that even before the current uh, COVID nineteen predicament that we're all in. Uh, I will say first and foremost that I am I am talking in my individual capacity and I am not talking in my capacity as a member of the board of directors. 
Uh, I just want to make that clear so that anything I say is not construed as, as something said on behalf of the AMTA board. It is not. I'm talking in my own personal capacity. With that said, the decision to host an NCT was uh, going back to you know, Mike Walsh. It's This has been something that he has had on his mind for a while, and if not on his mind, has been on other people's minds of wanting an NCT in Chicago, because other than New York and D.C., Chicago has a great legal community, and we have great facilities that, when you think of places that could host an NCT, Chicago really should be at the top of, of your list. And so it was a little bit of a long time coming and that I'm surprised it took so long for for Mike to be sort of convinced into doing this. And that is something that I had no part in whatsoever. When when Mike made the decision to to host the NCT, I was still living in New York at the time and I was not coaching. It was uh, what I call my my years of exile. I had about three to four years in New York where I was on the board, but I was not coaching. I was not doing anything with any team. I barely read the cases, if at all. Uh, it was glorious. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so when I made the move back to Chicago was around, uh, I moved back last summer. So right as, as Mike was starting to, really kick into gear the the hosting um, you know, hosting duties and what you have to do that come with that. And let me tell you, I've never been part of a host committee before. I've never been part of a group that has hosted a college mock trial tournament. It is a feat. I know, Drew, I know you host, have hosted Black Squirrel. Uh, ben, I think you guys have hosted a tournament as well, um, at least for high schoolers. I have never been part of hosting a tournament before. And Charm City. Char- okay. See, that's how out of touch I had been with the Montreal <laughs> world before before getting back into it this year. Um, it is it is a feat from finding venues, from recruiting judges, from uh, just figuring out hotel availability because there are you – know, in any big city, there are conferences all the time and hotels they, they book out. Can you find the right hotels with the right space and the right dates? Which date is best? You know, this year we had a we had a, a big problem figuring out what weekend in April was going to work best just because of the, the way that uh, Easter and Passover fall in the calendar this year. All of these little things that you would never think of that or a non-host would never think of really snowball into these big monumental issues that make things seem like life and death when they're really, they're really not, but make things so difficult to coordinate that I don't know how you do it without a, without a team of people. And we're lucky that, you know, Mike has been involved in this activity for a long time. He has so many connections. He knows what the heck he's doing. Uh, I was able to help him out. We also have other assistant coaches. Jacqueline Simon is one of them. She is an amazing, amazing coach. And she has been just phenomenal in dealing with the venues and especially the Daily Center where the tournament was slash is supposed to be held. Uh, 
you couldn't do it without a team of people. And I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention, we're lucky that we have a group of students who were also very excited about being part of this NCT. And so we were able to rely on our students to help out with a lot. Uh, One example that I'll give and interrupt me if I talk too much, because I cannot talk about the people that are involved in Loyola mock trial are just incredible people that I could talk about for days and days. You might have to shut me up. There are a couple specifically. We have, we have two freshmen, uh, Alex and Tim. Um, We, as of March 12th, which was when the announcement was made that the NCT would be postponed. We had sent out over 3,500 judge recruitment emails. And that was all credit to these two freshmen who had put in so much time to recruit judges and and to help us out that this is hopefully, you know, this is something that they dedicated so much time to that hopefully the fruits will show someday, if, if not soon, then at some point in the future. But we couldn't do this without the team of people, both coaches and students alike, to dedicate their time and effort to making this event possible, which is the biggest bummer of this whole thing. It was the right decision to postpone the remaining 2020 tournaments. There's no doubt about that. And I don't think anybody will disagree with that. But it is a gigantic bummer that all of this effort that our students and other assistant coaches had made to make this event possible, that it at least might take a little bit longer to see the results of those actions. That's the biggest bummer of this whole scenario. So Devin, uh, one of the things that I feel like has been talked about a lot with the recent expansion of just how many teams compete in mock trial is this question of should we expand regionals, should we expand orcs, should we expand nationals? And, you know, the last couple of years we've seen that attempted through the 30 regionals we had this year. Last year we had nine orcs. Um, And there's been conversation, speculation, yet uh, we haven't yet tried to expand nationals. So as a host, I'm kind of curious, where do you feel about that? You know, how do you feel about that? Do you think that it would be feasible, you know, from the experience you've had trying to arrange uh, this current uh, nationals, how many teams do you think you could reasonably hold uh, if, if we really needed to push the envelope? So that's a difficult question to answer uh, because there's the question of what is reasonable to hold. And then there's the question of how truly easy is it to do that? And I come from this from, I think, a unique perspective is that I competed at the last NCT to have 64 teams way back in 2008 in Minneapolis. And that was just the amount of people that were there in the, in the ceremonies and that you would see in the courthouse, it felt overwhelming just being a part of it. And from this experience as part of the, the team hosting I think it would be very, very difficult to do a 64-team NCT, not necessarily because of the venue where the trials are being held, because if you add 16 teams, that's only eight more courtrooms. The Daily Center has eight more courtrooms. The problem is finding space for 
160 more people for opening and closing ceremonies, finding hotels that have enough rooms to have that capacity at the rates that make it easier for college mock trial teams to spend the money on hotel rooms in a city like Chicago in the middle of April. It's, it's those factors which are not necessarily related to the competition aspect that make it much more difficult for, for a host. We made it a, we being the AMTA board made it a little bit easier in that they eliminated the requirement for having a banquet from the host responsibilities. That makes it a little bit easier for hosts because now hosts don't have to spend that money in trying to feed 750 plus people, whatever that math turns out to be. But the jump from 48 to 64 is not an easy one. And I can tell you from the the difficulty of finding space and also finding the number of judges, I don't know... I don't know if it's better to have a larger national championship. And I'll tell you this anecdote from the, you know, what was supposed to be the 2020 NCT in April. <laughs> we were, we were on track to have five judges per round. We, as of March, as of March 12th, we had 100 judges signed up for every round. And that was even before emailing law schools to get the bulk of law student judges that inevitably make up the back end of every NCT judge pool. We had a ton of judges. And again, this is credit to our students who were working on judge recruitment. We had so many quality judges and we were going to be able to match uh, Glenn Helva Neubauer from the Greenville NCT in having five judges per round. If we had had to recruit judges for a 64-team NCT, no way would we have been able to get five judges per round. Probably not even a chance that we'd get four judges per round. Just because it's so difficult to manage that many people for any given time period that you're sort of you're making a choice to sacrifice the size of the field for the quality of the judging. That is it worth bringing in extra teams for the downgrade in the amount or quality of judges and other decisions like that, that I don't know if it's worth the expanded field for the lesser quality of some of those other decisions like judging. Two things. First of all, a reaction to that, which is I was already really bummed that nationals wasn't happening in April, but now I'm extremely bummed <laughs> that nationals isn't gotcha. happening in april because i knew you guys would be putting on an amazing uh you know tournament but that's incredibly you know impressive to be able to have that you know base of support even in a city like chicago as big as the legal community is there that's still um really fantastic i i, I couldn't help but chuckle you know we, we were at great chicago fire and uh i remember that like the kids were my, my executive board was looking at stuff and, and one of them commented on how great 
the hotel room prices were right and they're like oh like nationals isn't going to be that bad and i'm like yeah guys it's cheaper to stay in chicago in january <laughs> than it is in april like yeah yeah once 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 cubs season starts it's uh it, it's it's tough to find reasonably priced hotels in chicago uh and <laughs> we we did our best it was i bummed is is way way understating how we feel about it and we were yeah, i'm sure you know we we were we were so excited to show off this city to show off our program and we we sort of we went into this year sort of sort of a rebuilding year for our program and we were really kind of using the nct as a way to catapult that rebuild if you will because we have 27 members of our program this year we had two seniors of that 27 three juniors and one exchange student who was only here for a year 21 of our 27 students were freshmen and sophomores Hmm. and we were we were approaching this year as this is your chance to really build the foundation of, of something special using the fact that we were doing this really incredible, unique thing in hosting an NCT for the first time that we've ever done it. And we're just, we're, we're bummed. And I, I feel bad for, I feel bad for Mike Walsh who dedicated so much time and effort to it. I feel even worse for the students who both in our program and in every other program who have dedicated so much time and effort to doing mock trial. I mean, you guys know how much work goes into case strategy and you know, scheduling around classes and everything that goes into making mock trial what it is. Even if the NCT is put on in a different format at a different time, in a different place, whatever it may be, there are inevitably going to be students who have prepared so much that will not be able to do it. People who competed at orcs and qualified out of the orcs tournaments that have already taken place that will not be able to see it through and compete at the NCT, whether it's because it's canceled or because they just schedule-wise can't do, schedule-wise can't do whenever it's rescheduled for those are the people that I really, truly feel bad for is those who are going to feel a sense of missing out on that tangible benefit that comes from saying you competed at the national championship tournament. It's those, it's those students. And, and there's one in particular that I'm thinking of from, from my own program. And I want to shout her out real quick. I apologize for hijacking the, all, all of your time here. We encourage it. Um, she, she, is the one, she is the one senior on our team that competed at Orcs. Her name is Anjali. Uh, she's one of the two seniors in our program. Previous years, she had been a speech-giving attorney this year, because of the roles that dictated who we needed in certain spaces and because of the quality of the new freshmen and other new students that we brought into our program, Anjali saw her role reduced in a way that for a lot of people would be disappointing. But Anjali was the quintessential 
team player. We talked with her about the possibility of her role being re- from what would appear to outsiders as being reduced and talking to her about how she felt about that. And every single step of the way, she said, I trust you. I will do what's best for the team. And you guys know now from being on the other side of things as coaches, uh, Drew, I don't know if you, if you coach, but I know you now on, on the other side of whatever amalgam it is. Exactly. That's a huge, huge step for a college student to be able to take. And one that I don't think a lot are in the mindset to make in the moment. A lot of college students, when faced with that proposition of having their role reduced, would be upset. Whereas now we have a senior leader on our team actually leading by exam. And I like, I'm literally tearing up as I talk about this because Anjali is the, the prototype of a college student that you want to teach, the, the prototype of a, a student that you want to coach, someone who is always excited, always ready to do what's necessary for the team, always ready to sacrifice her own perceived status on the team in order to do what's best for the program. That is the student, both you know, Anjali and the, the others like her in all the other programs out there who may not be able to compete now at a national championship. It is those students who I am most sad for in this situation. And again, all of our hands are forced in this moment. I don't think anybody could have made better decisions in retrospect because just nobody could see what this was going to be. But my heart lit, my heart just breaks for those students who will not be able to see through the commitment that they've made for how many years to their programs. And I hope, I just, I hope that in some way we'll be, we will be able to salvage from this situation something where those students will be able to feel some tangible benefit from this activity that they've donated so much time to. Yeah. I, your thoughts about, like, I, I'm so struck by, I'm, I'm fr- I frequently find myself struck by the responsibility that comes with coaching and, and, and coaching at a program like Loyola or Haverford or UMBC that, that competes at a pretty high level, um, where y- you will sometimes have to go to a student and ask them to make a sacrifice and, 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 and even just requesting their trust in that particular way. You know, when you were talking about that, I thought of one of my students who we moved witness roles on a team to, to, you know, cause we needed to shore up certain places. And that student said, you know, I'll do what's best for the team. And, and those, those are the students that, you know, it, it's a really remarkable thing. And that's really great that, that you know, it's great that you have that senior leader who did that. And I really hope, like you said, um, that, those those seniors those leaders get a chance to experience nationals in some way um i i do want to ask specifically about your program in in one way though which is uh one of the things that amta instituted just a couple years ago is you know the the host bid or the some people call it the world cup bid to nationals uh where if you qualify through to orcs 
and then don't end up getting an earned bid to nationals that, that you earn a bid to nationals as the host. Uh, so I kind of have a two part question on that one, which is it's really a before and after question. So before, cause you guys just competed at orcs. So before you competed at orcs, uh, what was your philosophy on your approach to the host bid sort of throughout the season, but also going into that weekend. And then once you went through the weekend, you went five and three, you got a second honorable mention. You missed out on a direct bid only via CS tiebreaker. And you had the, the losses you had were very close. And did that, performance change uh your approach to ultimately then choosing to accept the host bid afterwards let me try to answer both parts or maybe the multiple subparts of that that question uh, I, I have a tendency to do that <laughs> no worries no worries uh, so i supported personally i supported the world cup bid proposition when it was before the board I thought it was a good idea at the time. I still think it's a good idea. The philosophy from a host perspective regarding the World Cup bid was so fascinating in a way that I never expected. And part of that is because before this season, the World Cup bid had never come into play. I think it's been, it's been what, two seasons now where this rule has been in existence? Uh, one this year, is the third. The, this is the third year, right? So one year the host didn't really have a team, if I recall correctly, and the second year they didn't qualify out of regionals. So this was the first year that this rule really came into play where we qualified out of regionals and we generally have at least one team. We've never had a year where Loyola, we did not ever have a year before this one where we didn't have at least one team qualifying out of regionals. So from what the discussion was with our coaches going into the year is we knew there was a likelihood that this World Cup bid would come into play at least in some way, in that we would have a team qualify out of regionals and we would have to prepare for orcs with the prospect of this World Cup bid hanging over our heads. And the difficulty was, if we start the year saying we only have to get out of regionals because we have this World Cup bid, we would be doing a disservice to our students in that they would have to prepare for regionals and then would in some way slack off for orcs or not otherwise prepare as well as they would otherwise for the orcs level competition. We didn't want that to happen. We didn't want our students feeling like they had this bid locked up or guaranteed. So we told our students from, from day one, that yes, this bid exists, but that they would have to earn it. And earning it did not necessarily mean earning a direct bid, but we were, <laughs> I guess, in hindsight, cagey is the best way to put it. We were a little cagey about what earning it in quotation marks would mean, but we did tell them that <laughs> What we use to explain it is you know, if they went 
0-8 at Orcs and were clearly unprepared and clearly did not do the minimal amount of effort required of an Orcs level team, then we were probably not going to accept the World Cup bid. But we also had these other considerations at play. The first being, as I mentioned earlier, the fact that we had such a young team. And I'll, I'll run through these numbers again, just because I think, I I don't know about a lot of other teams. I assume there are other young programs out there, but I feel like ours is probably on the younger side of programs at the Orcs level this year. Is of the 27 students on our roster, we had 21 that were freshmen or sophomores. And of the 27, only one had Orcs level experience before this year. So from a coaching mindset, with such a young program, if we have the opportunity for some of them to get experience at the national championship tournament, regardless of how they got that bid, it would probably be a disservice to our students to not take advantage of that opportunity. The second other main factor, at least for me, that that came into play when approaching this World Cup bid is after talking to a lot of other coaches and former hosts and board members, it really struck me that this really is the type of situation that the World Cup bid is meant to be for, is we have a program that generally qualifies at least one team for Orcs. And generally does okay at Orcs. I think last year, the Loyola program was the worst year at Orcs that they've had, which was like two and a half. But other than that, for the past three or four years, they've been at four ballots at Orcs every year. To take a program that generally is at least, at the very least, mediocre at Orcs, than to throw on hosting the national championship. And this was something that I didn't really realize until being a part of hosting the national championship is how much work hosting actually has that takes away the attention of the coaches, of the students, and everybody involved in the program. It really makes sense that the host should have a bid to the NCT because it's so much harder to focus on preparing for orcs while also hosting the NCT. And that for some program that is giving so much time and attention to hosting the NCT, there should be a little bit of a carrot at the end of the tunnel in that your team should at the very least have the opportunity to be a part of what you're planning and what you're putting together. So the philosophy going into it to our students was you have to earn it while also somewhat knowing at the back end, if they didn't at least, you know, if they at least put in the modicum of preparation that you expect from an Orcs level team, we were probably going to accept that bid. There's one thing that I did not expect going into it that really opened my eyes at the end of the orcs competition was how much our students wanted to earn it as well. They did not want to 
have this idea out there that they were only competing at the NCT because of the World Cup bid. They wanted to earn it on their own merits, and they wanted to be a team that was competing at the NCT because they deserved to. And let me say, putting my coach hat on again firmly for a moment, this team absolutely earned the opportunity to compete at the NCT. I know there are some who might quibble with that, that assertion, but this is a team that went five and three at Orcs. The three ballots we lost were by one point, two points, and two points. One of those two-point ballots came to a team that got a bid. The other two ballots came to a Portland team in the C group that they are not a C group team by whatever metric we are using as an organization to qualify those teams. That Portland team was so good. And we lost those ballots by one point and two points. So our three ballots came, our three losses came by five points. Our kids, the work that they put in, they gave up their spring break to compete at Orcs, all while on top of it, assisting with the national championship hosting duties. I am so freaking proud of this team. And had we had an April national championship that they were competing in, I would not have given a second thought to whether they deserve to be there. I would have known without a doubt that those students, each and every one of them, put in the work they deserved to be competing at the NCT, whether it came from a host bid or a direct bid, whatever it may be. And I'll take I'll take that to my grave if you disagree with it. I'm happy to have that conversation with anybody, but... <laughs> I will you know, I, I, I will say until the day that I die, this team was one of the best teams that, that I've ever been a part of as a competitor or coach. And I really hope that they get the chance to be in the courtroom together as a group at least one more time because they were something special to watch. And nobody could ever convince me otherwise that they didn't deserve to be at the NCT. I mean, first of all, based on the results that you guys had at Orcs, I think it would be hard for anyone to mount sort of a legitimate counterpoint to that. Um, not that that would prevent someone in the amateur world from attempting to do so, but <laughs> like I, but I, I couldn't agree with you more though. And I, I think obviously I wasn't at Orcs. I didn't get to see your team compete, but to have the success they did against the teams they did, I think, that is something to be enormously proud of. Um, unfortunately, though, and, and you kind of made m- reference to it in the the end of your answer, and we, I mean, we've talked about it a fair amount already, but everyone is aware at this point that the NCT, you know, is not happening as scheduled. Yeah. And, and I guess my sort of my last question on that topic specifically is, what has it been like behind the scenes for you all? I, I know AMTA has been sort of dealing with their side of things, and I'm sure you know, Mike and you have been in very regular communication with, with them, but f- from a host perspective, how, um, both how has it been? And then, you know, just sort of the, the steps that you guys have had to take over the last several weeks as things have developed and you realized, oh, this is in danger. And then realize, oh man, we're going to have to postpone this. Behind the scenes, it has been for lack of a better word, chaotic. 
And the, the issue has been, number one, trying to figure out the reality of the situation in terms of the venues that we've been dealing with, let alone the AMPTA approach to these tournaments. And then after figuring out the reality of what we had to do, dealing with the disappointment of it all. And I'll talk first about that. The first stage of things in dealing with the reality is maybe it was our naivete. Maybe it was our lack of understanding how truly widespread this pandemic was going to be, but nobody ever thinks, Oh, my event is going to be canceled because of a virus that is spreading around the globe at an unprecedented rate. It certainly was not something we ever thought we were going to have to deal with. And as of our orcs uh, two weeks ago now, we did not think we were going to have to postpone our NCT either. Um, as of as of orcs, we were committed to hosting the NCT. We thought that even after orcs, as of uh, let me let me think here, as of March eleventh, the day before AMTA's announcement about postponement, we were still talking with Adam Detsky about ordering trophies for the NCT and where to ship the championship and runner-up trophies. So that's how quick this situation has caused AMTA to act. And I will reiterate, I don't think anybody could have made a better decision in retrospect without knowing a month or two months ahead of time, what was going to happen. Nobody could have planned for this. And thankfully with our venues and the school, we've been able to wind down and remove ourselves from the April 17th to 19th NCT date without, without too much, too much hassle. The venues are understanding the venues are largely themselves shutting down where if we hadn't canceled the April dates, they would have eventually anyways. Um, Loyola as a university has completely shut down. They have sent students home. I think most other universities have done the same. So in one aspect, as hosts, our hands were largely forced. And if we hadn't been in this position on our, our own behalf, very quickly, we would have been unable to host the tournament as is because of the venues and because competing schools would not have been able to, to send teams. I know from anecdotal conversations, there were teams that had to drop out of the NCT and drop out of the remaining orcs that were scheduled because universities wouldn't let them travel. So there's no question that as currently scheduled, an April NCT was just not feasible. Once we came to that realization and once AMTA made the announcement of postponement, then we had to deal with the disappointment. I have waxed poetic about the effort that some of our students and some of our other assistant coaches have put into hosting the NCT it was so tough 
having to tell those students that the NCT was not going on as scheduled. And it really brings into perspective what this activity truly is about. We have we all have fun in this activity. I mean, the the three of us that are that are talking right now, we wouldn't be having this conversation if this activity didn't mean a lot to us. If it wasn't something that we really loved devoting so much time and effort to. And a situation like this really puts that in perspective where the competitions are fun, the competitions are a tangible way to really measure how important this activity is and how well we do it at this activity. But at the end of the day, this activity is about more than the competition. This activity is about more than the trophies. It's about more than who wins and who loses. This activity is about creating a professional mindset among future lawyers, future business people, future doctors, whatever it is that the students who take part in this activity go on to be, mock trial gives them a sense of belonging in their college years and hopefully teaches them a sense of community and teaches them that this world and the the professional world that they will enter into is about more than wins and losses. It is about being who you are and being true to yourself in an individual perspective and a team perspective and giving your best always, no matter what. And that's the message that we've been trying to, to send our students in this moment where we have worked for what is it six months now since the school year started as a as a competitive team and we've also worked that amount of time to host the nct and now we're in a position where what is the tangible benefit from that we had our orcs competition yes but that's not the end goal of a lot of the teams that compete in AMTA. And it's certainly not the end goal from a program that was competing and preparing to host the national championship tournament. So my hope through this situation is that our students and that the other students who have competed this season in AMTA, whether they get one more chance to compete in this season technically or not, is that they remember that the benefits that they will get from this activity are way, way more important than the competitive result from this activity. And I think about that a lot today as I, as I'm quarantined at home and doing everything that I can do working from home, I think of there are public defenders out there. They can't work from home. There are prosecutors out there who they can't work from home. 
they are out there putting themselves at risk, fighting for their clients, whether it be the individuals that they're representing on the defense side or the state that they're representing on the other side. And the legal profession more than any other is one that has to push through the trying times because if we lose the benefits that our justice system gives, which is not perfect by any means, and that can be a conversation for another day, but there are many benefits to it. And it's those people who are on the front lines of that system, they don't have a choice to stop in the face of a pandemic. And it's that mindset, that attitude, which I hope that all mock trial competitors remember and take with them into the professional field in whatever it is that they end up doing, is that they should be willing and wanting to give back to their community in whatever way that they can, in whatever way that they are called to do in the moment that is so much more impactful than just whether they won or lost any given round. I hope that this situation highlights that benefit of our of this activity and our organization that is College Mark Trial in a way that maybe some students never realized before. And it sucks that it might take an event like this to really hammer that mindset home but maybe that will be a silver lining for some of, uh, of our students if they do end up having their seasons or career ended prematurely uh, as it seems like it might be right now. Wow. Can I just like clip that and play it whenever someone asks me why I dedicated so much time to this activity? Wow, thank you for that <laughs> answer, Devin. Uh, uh, so on this note of obviously the frustration um, with not getting to do nationals when we thought it was going to happen. Obviously, all conjecture and speculation at this point, but would it be possible, do you think, from the host end uh, to to feasibly host a, a nationals tournament over the summer, next fall? Like, is, is this something that you guys think would be movable that if, you know, you know, God willing, the coronavirus, you know, gets you know, contained in such a way that we can return uh, for some sort of competition. Do you think it'd be something that you guys would still be able to host? It's a very good question. And I will reiterate at this moment that I am speaking in my individual capacity. I am not speaking on behalf of AMTA or the board in any way, shape, or form. It is... It is absolutely possible for Loyola and the, our team to, to host a 48 or 50 teams in this instance uh, team tournament with some, you know, some heads up, of course. Whether it is in the exact, whether it's in the exact form that we had put in place, I don't know, but at the very least, we would be able to host a 50-team tournament at the Loyola Law School downtown, I'm sure, with you know, relative, relative ease. 
we have an incredible judge pool from which to pull from. We would certainly be able to get a decent number of judges. I think my own personal view on it is that we would be able to get at least three judges for a 50 team tournament pretty easily in, I don't know. I don't know how much lead lead time we would need, but we could do it in, in short answer to your question. Now, the pros and cons that go into rescheduling, if AMTA were to decide to do that, that's where it gets into some gray area. Do you host over the summer where most students are either at home or traveling or working or doing something in a way that might make it virtually impossible to gather as a team over the summer to travel to the city of Chicago to compete in the national championship? Or do we, as AMTA, try to host a fall tournament and basically push the fall schedule back a month or two months or whatever it may be? That has other benefits. You have seniors who have graduated that will inevitably be in law school at that time, which may make it difficult for them to come back and and compete. There's no good answer. There's There's no right answer. And we are all trying to deal with this as best we can. From a host perspective, yeah, I want to host the NCT at some point in the calendar year of 2020. I don't know what is the best way to do that, but I can tell you the work that Mike Walsh has put in, the work that our students have put in, I so badly want to see those efforts bear fruit in some tangible way where we can look back and say, yes, the COVID-19 pandemic caused a lot of problems, but at the end of the day, we were able to pull through and host the national championship at X date, even if it wasn't as grand and fulfilling as it originally could have. I so badly want that to be the story from a host perspective at the end of this. But there are other realities at play where as we record this right now in March of 2020, we don't know how bad this pandemic really is going to be in the U.S. We don't know when venues are going to be open in the city of Chicago again. We just don't know. And so it's all speculation at this point that it's tough to say at some point, do we just cut our losses and move on? Um, I don't know. It's, I'll, I'll say it again, and I, I can't say it enough. It, it, is, it is truly a bummer that we are in this situation, for lack of a more strongly <laughs> worded way to put it. Um, yeah. But it is the right situation. And we are doing what we can to make sure that everybody in our, in our community, uh, our mock trial community and the physical communities that we are in are as safe as possible. And we 
being Loyola, we're committed to continuing to do whatever is best for our communities, both the AMTA community and our physical communities, until it is safe to resume normal activity again. So this is all a long-winded way of answering your question, Drew. Yes, it is possible for us to pick up somewhat close to where we left off. But the pros and cons of whether it's beneficial and whether it's the right thing to do in that situation, it's just, it's still too early to tell. And selfishly, I hope we get to host, but we need to make the decision that's best for for everybody. And right now, what's best for everybody is to just wait and see. And hopefully this pandemic gets under control. Hopefully everybody is in quarantine and practicing social distance. I I can tell you, my dog is so excited that I am working from home for the next two weeks. Um, So hopefully, hopefully everybody is finding some silver lining to this whole situation and we'll figure out what's best for the 2020 or what was previously scheduled to be the 2020 AMTA NCT at another date. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I never could have imagined that we would be in this position. I don't think anybody else could have either. And it's just crazy. It's just, I'm almost at a loss of words trying trying to describe it because Anybody you talk to who has hosted an AMTA NCT, they always tell you about how difficult it is and how you always have to think about the unexpected situations. No one could ever have predicted that this would be happening at this point in the calendar year where we just, we currently don't have an NCT because of a global pandemic. And I will lament and be sad about not hosting uh, for as long as it, for as long as we either have until we host at a different date or if it's canceled, I will be sad about it until maybe we host at some point in 2022 or beyond. Whatever that may be, I will be sad about not hosting the April 2020 NCT that we had been planning for because we really had been really hoping to put on a good, a good tournament for, for everybody. I know Ben, you guys, you guys earned a bid. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, We were so looking forward to hosting you all and we really think you would have enjoyed it. And I hope that at some point, either this year or maybe at a year in the future, if we decide to go through this (laughs) from, uh, from, the starting point all over again in 2022 or a different year. Um, I hope we're able to put something on for you all in the future uh, that really bears the fruit of all of the effort that had gone into this. Um, I really do. I don't know if we will. Again, it's still way too early to tell, but I just, I hope 
that the AMTA community can get some sense of closure for this season at some point. Uh, maybe we will, maybe we won't. I don't know, but I hope we do. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I think everybody shares in that sentiment. It is, like you said, you have to take moments, not to make light of anything, but to, to sort of appreciate the, you know, uh, just sort of the the entire situation and, and to take it very seriously, but also just acknowledge the impact that it has on the community. Uh, well, Devin, first of all, on behalf of really the entire community, thank you to you and Mike and all of your students for all of the work that you've done and, and will do in the future for this Nationals. Uh, it sounds like it in the April event was going to be you know, really stellar and, and hopefully that, you know, you guys will get a chance, even if it's not the same uh, event to, to get to put on a 2020 national championship. Uh, and of course, you know, to you personally, thank you for taking some time to talk to us. Uh, we really appreciate your, you know, candor and, and honesty about the whole process. Uh, so, you know, thank you both for your work with nationals and for taking time to talk to us. I, I appreciate those, uh, those kind words, but it, so much of, of the credit for the, the 2020 NCT and coaching the Loyola program goes to Mike Walsh. I know he, he more than most people, I think, dedicates so much time to this activity that he doesn't get a lot of the shout out that he deserves. So I'm hopeful that I can give him a little bit of a shout out here. Uh, and also just the students, um, the students on the Loyola program, but also the students on your program, Ben, and all of the other programs out there who either earned a bid for the NCT or did not even get a chance to compete at their orcs. The students put in so much time that it sucks that they can't see this season out, um, at least in its current form. Uh, and I think those students, especially the seniors that may or may not have had their seasons ended premature, their careers ended prematurely. Those are the ones who really, I think, deserve some special shout out here. Um, I hope they, if they don't already, I hope that they at some point feel that they have gotten everything out of this activity that that they could and that this activity, even if their career ended prematurely this with the way that this season has, has played out, I hope that they will take the good from this activity going forward into wherever their pursuits take them. That I think is hopefully going to be the lasting impact that this season will have on our community is that yes, this is a crazy uncharted time for all of us, but hopefully our students will benefit from this in some tangible way in the future, whether they get to compete again or not. I, I agree with that. I think it's a perfect sentiment to wrap up on. It is not the situation that any of us wanted to be in, but it's the situation we're in and we'll continue to do what we can and, and make the best of it. Uh, Devin, thanks so much for taking time to talk to us. Thanks to you and to Mike for everything that you've done to make you know nationals a possibility. And we look forward to seeing what happens in the future. And in the meantime, this has been The Mock Review with Ben and Drew.